0: Let's go to the Lord for a moment of prayer together. Heavenly Father, come. Come to us through time and space and through technology and through screens and through apps, through laptops, through iPads. Heavenly Father, flow in the power of the Holy Spirit. Come into our loneliness and into our fear today. And speak love and hope and encouragement into our hearts through the power of your word. And it's in the name of Jesus that we pray. Amen. Wherever you are there, if you have your Bible handy, I want to invite you to turn with me to Hebrews chapter 13 or open up your Bible app or on your computer, Hebrews chapter 13. We are definitely living in some very different and unique times right now. And just like you guys are trying to manage the best way you can out there, we are trying to, in our family and as a staff, uh, trying to to adapt to technology and, and to try to make it through all this crazy time until we can get back to normal again. So as a staff, we've been meeting still, and we're using an app. Maybe you're using it uh, at school for classes or whatever. It's called Zoom. And so uh, here's a picture where we get together as a staff. You can see Pastor John's on there, Roxanne, Pastor Tim. We're all there together. And Why I love Zoom so much is it, when you're in the conference room, you can't do this. But on this thing, like if you don't like what somebody's saying, you just kind of hit mute, and then you can kind of take take a little break. But Zoom is so great. We We were using it at the church, and here just about— an hour and a half ago we had a sunday school a, a small group class for children that met and we had about 20 kids that all signed in on this thing and, and take a look at this pastor john uh, grabbed this shot and these are all these kids that that our sunday school our ladies are out there teaching these children and so they're able to interact with each other and see each other what great technology this is awesome so like you and your family, like we've tried to get outside and move around. And, you know, you probably see a lot of people out walking their dogs and doing stuff in the neighborhood. So Lisa was out in the yard the other day and, and, and we, we, she ran across this little couple of baby squirrels that were out there. And like their parents had, had gone off or gotten something happened to them. And so these little squirrels. So Lisa befriended one of them and, and she started to stick her hand out there and it would crawl into her hand and she would feed it. And she named it Jitterbug. It's like, oh man! I say. So we loaded Jitterbug up and took it up to Arlington to a rescue place. They're gonna uh, release it into the wild once it gets ready. But, but this is where, like, we're outside a lot more in our yards doing this stuff. Sometimes, if you're like me, I get tired of watching the news and hearing all the negativity all the time. So we sat down. And we're like, let's watch something different. So we started watching one of these crime shows, like, a, like, and it's a Chicago PD is the name of this. I was watching it there with my wife. We're sitting on the couch, and I'm just getting into it. It's like one of those murder mystery things. It's like so cool. And there's a character on there, this guy. And, and I began to stare at the screen, and I was like, wait a second. And if you're not from St. John, I'm sorry, but maybe you've had this experience where you see somebody like you think you know. I go, wait a second. This character on TV, this is a guy from my church. Who is it? It's Mr. C, Rick Castorino, the drummer. I texted Rick. I said, you're on TV, man. He texted me back. He goes, you have too much time on your hands right now in this thing. It's a crazy time. We're trying to get through this together, and we will with the help of God. Today, we wrap up a six-week series we've been in called Love is a Verb Too. And in this series, we've been looking at biblical love and how Christ has called us to to live out love in action and not just with words and forgiveness and serving people. And today we're going to look at a word that has evaporated from church culture over the last few years, but it's an important concept that we need to, to grasp onto in the area of showing our love to our Heavenly Father and to people around us. And that word is sacrifice love sacrifices think about this this concept of sacrifice for just a moment if you want to move from from being an average in whatever that is to an exceptional or extraordinary person you're going to sacrifice For an example, maybe some of you guys, uh, you were the first person in your family that said, I'm going to go to college and get a degree, and I'm going to better myself. And so you went, and you didn't have all the scholarships, and so you worked a job, and you bought your books, or maybe it was grad school, and you already had a family, and so you were taking classes at night, and you were, when everybody else was on the weekends out at the lake and stuff, you were studying and doing papers and projects. You were sacrificing to better yourself, to move up in your company or in your your school district administration or at the hospital or whatever that might look like. You were sacrificing. Teenagers, you know what sacrifice is like. If you've been in the the band, you know, the marching band, it's like August. You know, everybody's still out of school, but they call you back. You're out in the parking lot at the school. It's 110 degrees out there. You're trying to learn the routine. It's like, ugh. Why do you sacrifice so that in October, when it rolls around and, and you're out on the football field, man, it's, it's incredible. You're winning sweepstakes. You've put in the sacrifice. Maybe you're, you've run track, and everybody else after school's gone home, they're at Sonic getting a Slurpee. You're still out at the track. You're running. You've got cramps. You're putting in the miles because why? You're, you're sacrificing. So in our culture, we we understand sacrifice, but the challenge and the the problem we, all, we face a lot of times is that in, in our spiritual life that we go, hey, wait a second, I don't know about sacrifice, God, what are you asking me to do here? You're asking me to go the extra mile, like to get up a little bit earlier and, and to do my devotionals? You're asking me to wait, to, what, to step in and get involved in, in the mess of somebody else's life? I don't, I don't know about this, God. But what we're going to see today is all throughout the history of our faith is that Sacrifice has been an integral component, an integral part of, of our relationship with God and in our ministry to others. And so the key thought that I'd like you to grab a hold of this morning is this, that, that sacrifice is declaring what is valuable in my life. You see, what we, what we value is what we're going to sacrifice and pay for, and we're going to go the, the extra mile to get it. And one of my favorite texts on sacrifice comes from Hebrews chapter 13. And we're going to look there right now and begin in verse 15. It says, through Jesus, therefore, let us continually offer to God a sacrifice of praise. Let's look at that phrase right there. Let us continually offer to God. This isn't just a Sunday morning thing. It's a lifestyle thing. That I'm going to continually offer a sacrifice of praise, the fruit of lips that openly profess his name. What does this mean? It means no matter what is going on continually, no matter what my circumstances are, I'm going to offer the fruit of praise of my lips to my heavenly father. It's not just when everything lines up and gets Great! It's not just when when I, I land that job or my 401K is, is doing great, but even in the, the hard times and the circumstances that, that I can lean into the Lord and I can say, God, I don't know what's going on, but, but I still trust you and I'm praising you and I'm bringing you a sacrifice of faith. Look what, what he goes on to say in verse 16. And do not forget to do good and to share with others, for with such sacrifices, God is pleased he's saying that that our showing of love to others and sharing uh, what we have is a sacrifice that actually pleases our heavenly father it's it's when when we share with others and we sacrifice it's almost like it's coming out of a response for i I understand now the sacrifice that my heavenly father has made for me in Jesus Christ and so now I, I want to give back to others to put this little verse in hebrews in context these these verses i want us to back up just a couple of of verses to verse 11 and to, to look at something that'll that'll help this come into a little more focus listen to verse 11 he says the high priest carries the blood of animals into the most holy place as a sin offering but the bodies are burned outside the camp and so jesus also suffered outside the city gate to make the people holy through his own blood so you say, what is all this blood? We got the priests and city gates, and what does all this mean? And so the scene is that in the Old Testament, the priests would bring an animal, and they would they would sacrifice it and take the blood of for a sin offering, and then they would take the carcass outside the city, and they would burn it. It says in the same way that Jesus, when he came to lay down his life, that he was taken outside the city walls and with him he took all of the shame and the guilt and the reproach that we bore and he put it on himself and he took it outside the city gates to lay down his life on the hill of golgotha it was palm sunday and jesus was entering jerusalem with his disciples and they were waving the palms and people were yelling blessed be the name of the lord blessed is he who comes in the name of the lord and Hosanna. and as they were yelling that in the in the back of Jesus' mind, he already he, he, he saw what was coming, and he saw that he was going to go to the cross for you and for me to lay down his life outside the walls of the city as a sacrifice for us, for you. Through Jesus, let us continually offer to God a sacrifice of praise. And so when I see Jesus' sacrifice for me, my, my worship and my praise for, of him, it's not out of an obligation or a duty, some religious thing that's been laid on me. It's, uh, it's not just some guilt thing that I'm, I'm going to go to worship, but it's like, wow, God, I'm responding to you. I'm echoing back to you right now a, a great love because here's the truth that, that, that my sacrifice is an echo back to Him of the sacrifice He's already made in my life. What is an echo? Think about it for a second. An echo is a continuation of an original sound. And because of the reflective surface that it bounces off of, it's a continuation of an original sound. It's bouncing off of, of something. And so for an example, let's let's take this room for just a moment. And the room that I'm in, and if you've been in here, if I were to go, hello. It's kind of dead in here. You know, like we've got carpet, we've got chairs. They went, when they designed this building, they put these acoustic... Uh, paneling around in here so that it would absorb the sound why is that so when our band cranks it up and they're and they're going and mr c's playing the drums that that the sound doesn't just hit a blank wall and come back here and bounce and hit this and bounce all around and it's just a big old mess maybe you've been to that concert where it's like that and at the end of the night you just walk out you've got a head You're like i need therapy after this to get my head straight but we designed this so that it would it would be acoustically tuned but it's different than if you were to go up to Canada to Lake Louise. Have you ever been to Banff National Park? You walk up there, and you go to Lake Louise, and it's, there's this incredible lake. And on both sides of the lake, there's these mountain walls, and it's, just, it's incredible. And there's a hotel there. And maybe if you get there at the right time, you'll see that big guy, the Swiss Horn, they got, and they get regola, you know, that kind of deal. And so, like, if you're out there, though, if you go like that, you go, hello, you're going to get, hello, 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 hello. One sound. Reflected off the environment repeatedly it's repeating and it's continuing and so for me today i ask myself this question is 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 my heart reflective in the sense that i'm appreciating echoing back the sound that is coming from heaven am i reflecting back the sound in 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 a grateful life or has my life just become covered with acoustic panels and and i'm acoustically dead be like the the good news of the gospel comes to my heart and and i'm hearing shouts of hosanna all around me but it just comes to my heart and it just and it just dies down maybe i hear the, the the amazing news of god's grace and his love and salvation and the resurrection and and when it comes to me it should be incredible it just and just dies out too much acoustic paneling around my life when Saul in the New Testament was going up the road to Damascus he had an encounter with Jesus there was a great light and 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 Saul was blinded and he went into the city and God sent a man named Ananias to go and pray with him and when Ananias prayed over Saul the Bible says that something like scales fell off of his eyes and he was restored back to sight and so maybe today god is is praying over your life he's desiring for you that that these acoustic panels that are deadening your heart and it that would just fall off today like scales and that he would say i want to renew your heart i want to make you reflective and i want to put inside of you a heart that is is singing back to me a sacrifice of praise as you realize all that i've done for you peter in the bible He had so much to be thankful for. If you remember, he at one time denied Christ three times that he even knew him. But then later, Jesus restored him back. And listen to what Peter writes in 1 Peter chapter 1. He says, praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. And so he begins here with with praise. He's excited. Why? In the next phrase, it says this, in his great mercy. You see it? That that, that Peter was, he was motivated because he he saw this this incredible mercy in this morning. I want you to, to not focus on the headlines that you read out there that say your, your God is an angry God and he's so wrathful and he's ready to crush you. Yes, God has, he has wrath for unrighteousness, but he has taken it and he's put it on his son, Jesus Christ for us. He is a God that has been motivated throughout time and throughout history by his great mercy. You see, he's not just... Sweeping your, your sin under the rug like it doesn't exist. He says, I know it's there. But that's why I sent my son to Calvary to lay down his life to pay for it out of his great mercy. That is our God. Our God said, for me, I wanted to get you from over there to over here with me. And so I'm going to have to make a great sacrifice. And so he could have just made an edict. He could have just written out something. Or he could have just made a command that all sin would go away. But he says, no, I've got to have the shedding of blood. And and I'm going to move you from death into life, Ephesians chapter 2. If I'm going to move you from doomed into forgiven or from hopelessness into beautiful hopefulness. I'm going to make a great sacrifice for you. And here's the beautiful truth: is that Jesus, He was willing to do it for you and for me. Look on in verse three. He says, He has given us a new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus, Jesus Christ from the dead, and into an inheritance that can never perish, spoil, or fade. Isn't that a great inheritance? Like right now, all our investments are fading. They're going down. But he says, no, I've got something. This inheritance is kept in heaven for you. And that's the sound of heaven to you. And now how are you going to echo back? The echo is a life of gratitude. As I was thinking about this, I was thinking sacrifice. What does this mean in my life and in, in, in relationship to people around me? Listen to what Paul tells us in Romans chapter 12 about sacrificing. He says, be devoted to one another in love. And you're like, okay, I got that. I can do, I can do that. But look at the next part. He says, honor one another above yourselves. Whew he's like wait a second jet i don't know like you don't know what i'm dealing with over here you're not at my house around the people i gotta i gotta be with 24 7 over here honor people above myself how about this sacrifice in our relationships might look like this that i give up a little bit of a time i would have spent on this to to come over here and let's let's do something together and let's play a game together maybe i gotta sacrifice a, a behavior that, that one time I lived in, but now it, it's immature, and I need to grow up, and I need to, to, to step into something else. Maybe I need to sacrifice getting my way all the time and say, hey, I'm looking out, and I'm going to honor you above myself. Kind of reminds me of the golden rule. You probably heard of the golden rule growing up. You could quote it with me, do unto others as you would have them do unto you but romans teaches us a different better rule and it's called the platinum rule and the platinum rule goes like this treat others as they would like to be treated you see the golden rule it starts off good like i'm going to treat others but it's kind of selfish like how i would like to them to do unto me The platinum rules it's a rule of empathy and it says i'm gonna treat you like you want to be treated i'm listening to you and i'm understanding what you need and what you want i'm not just doing for you what i want but i'm giving you what you need because i'm going to sacrifice for you and so today as we wrap up this message i want to challenge you to do a couple of things this week as you think about sacrificial love in your life and the first thing that i'm going to call you to do this week is to lead off the day with a sacrifice of praise lead off your day with a sacrifice of praise so i can i can live with this attitude that i can i can praise god in a response to anything before everything you see it i can wake up in the morning oh wait a minute can i check my text first can i look at my snapchat how about I can read the headline? No, he's. Like, how about we get up in the morning and before anything, my first breath to God is thank you, Jesus. I don't know what the day holds, what the circumstances are, but I'm going to praise you. Because when you see before your eyes a sacrificial, powerful love, it leads you to say this, guy, I've just received this disappointing diagnosis, but Lord, I still trust you. My best friend is, has just left me, and, and I don't know what I'm going to do, but I'm leaning into you. I, I didn't get the job over here, and I'm in loneliness over here. But God, I, I don't know, but I'm still going to praise you. You are my God. You are trustworthy, and God, you are faithful. And that leads us into the second thing, is to reframe your circumstances with the character of God. God reframe your circumstances with the character of god see the enemy wants us to to just see the circumstances and to to reframe the, our view of god through the circumstances and so when we've got a circumstance in front of us maybe i've got a, a financial hardship maybe i've i'm going through a sickness right now and and, and there's I'm, I'm losing my business and all i can see is the the negative right here so i'm focused right here and And I say, God, where are you? What's what's happening, Lord? But God, he wants us to reframe our circumstances and see him through his character. And he says, yes, your circumstance is real. I want you to see it now through the lens of my grace and my faithfulness and my trustworthiness because I've got a great plan for you and I'm never going to forsake you. And yes, your, your mountain is before you and it's real, but I am real and my power is real. This week I went to the dry cleaners and pulled up in the, the drive through there and I was picking up my, the white robe that I preach in in the traditional service And this lady came out to deliver it to me and she knew then i was a minister and she said would you pray for our business and i said sure what's going on she she tears filled her eyes she said i don't know if if we're gonna stay open and i said wait like through the the thing we're in now and she's like no my the owner of the company is pondering like are we even going to be able to survive all of this and I said, let's pray. And we just stopped right there and we prayed. And when I said, amen, tears were running down. And she said, thank you. Thank you. I trust in God. And so she had a mountain before and she had a circumstance, but she was seeing it now through the lens of her heavenly father with confidence and hope that, that no matter what, that she can say and her heart can echo back from heaven just like yours can and my can, mine can this morning. The words from Paul in Romans chapter 8. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall trouble or hardship or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? As it is written, for your sake, we face death all day long. We are considered as sheep to be slaughtered. No, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present or the future or any power or any height or any depth nor anything else in all of creation will be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. To him be the glory forever and ever. Love is a verb. Amen.